You're listening to Novel Bound, a podcast dedicated to making you laugh and keeping you company. Each week, we're sharing all of our favorite books and the embarrassing side of life. Welcome back to Novel Bound. I'm Anna. And I'm Celine. And today we are doing the Dark Academia books of everyone's dreams. Ours mainly, really. (laughs) If anybody um, notices that Anna's like slightly mad at me, it's because my Harry Potter merch has come and she hasn't gotten hers yet. And she's a little like, well, first of all, we're like, okay, we have a time limit, like a little bit of a time crunch. And she's like, my stuff right here. I'm going to open all eight of my packages. And I'm like, no, no, Celine. (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. I'm just sitting next to my freaking merch just right here. Yep. It's open. It's waiting. I'm cool. Calm, cool, and collected. I believe in you, girl. She already opened like half of them. So I have no, I've only opened two, three, three, three. <clears throat> Shut your mouth. <laughs> Shut your mouth. Okay. Let's talk about our full open, which is fall traditions and bucket list items. So pay yep. a picture. Yeah. So my picture is that the leaves are starting to change. You walk on the ground and you crunch on all the leaves as you walk. That's one of my favorite things to do. There's a cool breeze in the air, but it's not, you know, freezing, but you know, enough that you're wearing a light, cute jacket. You've got booties on, maybe a cute beanie, a cute scarf. You're wearing your Harry Potter crew neck underneath of it or your boo crew, your ghost crew crew neck. Is this a merch drop, right? Maybe it's a merch drop. Maybe it is. Maybe. (laughs) I love that. Yeah, the air is nice and cool, like blowing through your hair. You've got a hot cup of tea or coffee in your hand. Yes. You're walking to a pumpkin patch because you're about to go pick up all your pumpkins mm-hmm. to decorate your house with. Mm. Oh my gosh, Anna, today I had pumpkin hot chocolate. Ugh, love that. At like Mahalo, and it was everything. And it was like, I'm going to send you a picture of it. It was so cute. I love so that. Cute. So if my family had their life together, I would make pumpkin chocolate chip bread today. But my husband is so sick, so sick. Kaylin, rest in peace. I know. RIP. He like refuses to believe he's sick. He's like, I just allergies. As he's like coughing up a lung, like he can't breathe out of his nose. He's like, I feel so horrible, <laughs> but it's just allergies. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Finally, his body last night was like, F you, bro. Like, we have to take a chill pill. So today he's resting. But- yes. Like he golfed twice yesterday. Dying. Yeah, the freaking nerve, the nerve. Yeah. Um, I will say I have fall is my favorite thing. It, it's too hot for me to really say it's fall. I'm like, it's like the office thing, which like, where's the fall weather? Yeah. I'm like, okay. I've been celebrating summer since the beginning of April mm-hmm. and I'm ready. I'm ready for fall. Ready for fall. My I want to have a so long ready. fall. So I'm going to start fall as soon as possible. So it will last Mm -hmm. a long time until. Exactly. I just want to walk outside with the like crisp air. You know, it has to get that smell to it. You just walk outside and you're like, it's fallout. It feels good. Mm -hmm. And you just want to be outside all the time. Mm -hmm. Like right now it's too hot to be outside. Yeah. I forced myself to go on a walk yesterday because I was like, you have, you, you, you cry for this when it's winter. You have to go outside. You have to. That's true. That's a good idea. Crying in the club. That's me. Crying mm-hmm. in the club. I wake um, up and I'm like, I, I put sweaters on. And then by 10 o'clock, I'm like, oh, it's so hot. 
I literally, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting next to f- two discarded sweatshirts because mm-hmm. I put on two dis- two sweatshirts in the period the last hour. Okay, I will. If you have a pen and piece of paper ready, this is not to you, Anna, because we talk about these every day. We've actually done a lot of these whole this fall traditions together. In fact, mm-hmm. one of my favorite memories with you is doing these fall traditions. Yeah. Do you remember when you brought Lincoln to the pumpkin patch? Yeah. Little thing. Yes, he was in his little front carrier and he He had this little like warm sack on. It was like supposed (laughs) to go underneath like a ski suit, but I like put him in the little sack and he was a little blob. He was only like two months old. I remember going to that and like we, I was a new mother. Well, I had a year and a half year old and everyone else had like their Mm -hmm. babies were like summer and fall babies. Mm -hmm. It was just me with this giant A child. And then all of you guys have like these little babies and you're like, oh, look, it's this, my kid's the size of a pumpkin. Oh, and they all just sat still. And my child is on the trampoline. Right. And you're like, like I, I have to go get Adelaide. I'll, I'll be right back. Adelaide is like climbing the stairs and climbing <laughs> down the slide. And I'm like, well, I'll see you guys later. I didn't even talk to anyone there. <laughs> I know. Everyone was like gathered and taking these like picturesque Hallmark photos. And I'm just like, um, Adelaide. Hey. <laughs> hey girl. So we'll we'll be back. I remember we went just ourselves to a pumpkin patch when Lincoln yeah, was super did. young. But like the something really sad happened in Idaho where like a frost came early and like killed all the crops. Yes. So there were like no pumpkins. And actually it was even like a time crunch to get all the potatoes and the onions out of the soil before they got bad. Anyways. When we went in, there was like no pumpkins. They were all green. <laughs> so oh, sad. Oh, with the frost, like the entire community stopped working, stopped yeah. going to school. Everyone that could physically went and helped get the farmers mm-hmm. out. Of the, it was pretty cool. Out. It was a pretty cool like moment to see everyone come together. But as like a photographer and wanting to get, so every single year I take fall pumpkin photos. Mm-hmm. That's like the tradition that I've been doing since before, like from the time that Tanner and I have been married. And so I was like, I'm going to make this happen. And they, the only pumpkins that were left were the ones in the greenhouse. And we just like snuck those. <laughs> they like announced our pregnancy, like in a pumpkin patch and all that stuff. It was so fun. We did. Um, okay. So cute. I have my list though. So here's my list. Okay. Okay. Let's hear Harry it. Potter rewatch. If we haven't been watching it enough, mm-hmm. I've been already putting it on the background 24 seven, um, hot chocolate, but like adding in, I have a hot chocolate, like the syrups that are like $3 from TJ Maxx. Um, I like have like a little syrup station I set up. So that way, like when people come over, they can make their own hot of chocolate. Of course you do. Of course you do. Hi, welcome to my personality. <laughs> they say I'm a seven. I am a seven, <laughs> but I'm also a three. Um, I love decorating the house and like getting like making the front door area look bougie mm-hmm. fun I absolutely love the oversized sweaters I think they're so freaking cute it's been fun making our own sweaters because yes. last year I was like going to Marshall's and like trying to find these sweaters but I'm like wait we can just make our freaking you own them. um I absolutely love reading dark academia books which is what this episode's about and I also love pumpkin patches and Tanner and I every single weekend the entire month of October, we go to every single haunted house we can find and every single haunted corn maze. We have like a tradition to find them all. Sometimes we go to two in a weekend because that's us. And we love like the donuts and like stuff like that. When we lived in Idaho, it was like the freaking peak for haunted houses. The best. I think like we really had it good in Idaho. Oh yeah. We went to those, right? We went to the haunted houses and stuff. Oh yeah. We did the haunted mill. So good. The doctor, like the haunted doctor place in Idaho mm-hmm. Falls. 
then there was um there's a couple of I can't remember all the names of them but I remember going did to, we go to the, the haunted, haunted forest did we go we went to the haunted forest we went to the haunted corn maze did we go mm-hmm. to the haunted theater together yeah the haunted the oh I don't know if we went to the haunted theater together but I have been to the haunted theater um I absolutely love the haunted theater yeah. it's my favorite one it's so good. The part where you're walking through and there is like the people trapped in the plexiglass. It's supposed to be like the asylum ward. Yes. And they're like banging on the like plexiglass. Oh Absolutely. my gosh. Loved it. We Yeah. Last year. When, so it's been exactly one year and two days since we moved to Tennessee. So wow. happy anniversary. Living in Tennessee. anniversary to you. Yeah. Um, but when we first moved here, like we, our first date, like in Tennessee was here and now we've like been able to make friends here and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. that's been so amazing. So I'm excited because this year I actually get to like be like, hey, uh, friends, do you guys want to go? You know what I mean? Because like <laughs> yeah. last year I was like, I'm going all this stuff, but it's alone. That's fun. <laughs> but we went to a pumpkin patch. Oh, gosh, we're going to a pumpkin patch this year. I'm excited. I like I like experiencing things with Adelaide now, too, because mm-hmm. she talks about Halloween every single day. So it's good. so cute. We watched Halloween Town yesterday. I mean, I'm there. You're there. I'm not there yet. I have to get over the sickness that has been plaguing my family for the past like two weeks and then I'll be there. I'm so sorry. I know for like, I was sick and then Lincoln got sick and then Jalen started getting sick and now Jalen's like really sick. And so it's like, oh gosh, we're surviving, but we'll get through this and then we'll come out the other end and decorate for fall and it will be beautiful. I need to like door dash you a fall treat. (laughs) I'm going to, you just need to wipe your ass. Look out for it. I'm gonna be like bet, just a little bit of bet. autumn. Okay, let's talk about dark academia books. Our list is long, like oh my gosh, it's long. We have so many. A lot of them are TBRs too, so we can read them all together with you guys. Not, some exciting. of them I'll just like briefly go over and not go into because like we don't want this episode to be four hours long. Mm-hmm. Okay, go ahead. We could go off. Okay, starting off, this should be no surprise to anyone. We've talked about it before, but we're talking about it again. A study in Charlotte. We need to bring it up again. We have, have to. Read it? Pick it back up. Go Please, to the library. Read it. In fact, I'm going to like, we're, we're really talking about it. Here's the back page little excerpt. The last thing Jamie Watson wants is a rugby scholarship to Sharingford, a Connecticut prep school just an hour away from his estranged, from his estranged father. But that's not the only complication. Sharingford is also home to Charlotte Holmes, the famous detective's great, great, great granddaughter who has inherited not only Sherlock's genius, but also his volatile temperament. From everything Jamie has heard about Charlotte, it seems safer to admire her from afar. From the moment they meet, there's a tense energy between them, and they seem more destined to be rivals than anything else. But when a Sharingford student dies under suspicious circumstances, ripped straight from the most terrifying of the Sherlock Holmes stories, Jamie can no longer afford to keep his distance. Jamie and Charlotte are being framed for murder, and only Charlotte can clear their names. But danger is mourning, is mounting, and nowhere is safe, and the only people they can trust are each other. This has literally the perfect Dark Academia vibes. They're in literally a prep school in the like back forest of where? Vermont? Somewhere like that. I don't know. Somewhere cold and fall-like and cold and fall-like and like all the secret passageways that come with a like prep school, all of the like, like Charlotte takes a classroom and turns it into her little office and it's everything. Also, I feel like Charlotte kind of dresses like a dark academia person oh heck yeah the pleated skirt with the tights and the like blazer over top of it with the button-up shirt with the headband oh. yeah oh, oh heck yeah not Blair Waldorf like yes yes basically 
Mm, Blair's my girl. I mm-hmm. love the way she does. I literally dress like her today. I got the hound suits <laughs> and everything. Like, who am I? Love I? That. I love that. I like walked in to drop Adeline off for school and I was just like, here I am. Here I am. And then immediately took it off as soon as I got to the car because I was like, it's 85 degrees. (laughs) It's so thick. (laughs) Okay. um, Here's the deal. When you read Study in Charlotte, you're going to need every single book. I just need you to know that. You're going to finish one book and you're going to be like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. They're... We made so many mistakes. They're really good. Each other yeah. When I was reading this book, because I, I think we talked about this in the podcast where like, literally I, there was a moment where I was reading the book and I had to go into the bathroom and scream because Anna was asleep and I couldn't like react because I knew I would say something. And I yeah. just went, <laughs> and then I like went back. Something weird. I read the book first and then I was like, Celine, you have to read this book. Like you will love it. And she's like, okay, read it and then like binge the next two books and I hadn't gotten the next two books yet and I was like wait now I have to catch up what's happening and I could not tell her a thing and I'm not we were it was she was in the thick of it when we were on our trip to Idaho and she was just in the car like this song's making me think about Jamie and what Jamie's feeling but I wonder what Charlotte and Jamie would be doing right now and I was like Celine you have to like like, (laughs) you have to calm down I was like, I know I'm supposed to be hanging out with you and being, being friends, but like, th- like every time that we take a break, I'm like thinking about this book. Like, I like, <laughs> like, is it rude if I just like ignore you and read the entire time that we're together? Yeah. Okay. I'll just stop it. So, oh, I love this series. I like, if you need to get lost in a book series, go. And same thing with Truly Devious. Mm-hmm. We talked about the last episode, but I'm just gonna like throw it on there is like, man, these books are like dark. Yeah. Plus they are dark academia, hard vibes love it and they're all YA it's gonna be good okay yeah this is my turn it's your turn okay I just bought this book it's called they wish they were us I haven't read it yet because honestly I'm a little scared of my TBR list and I'm intimidated by it (laughs) but honestly like this is one that's on there so it's a miracle everyone gets out anyone gets out of high school alive in Gold Coast Long Island everything from the expensive downtown shops to the manicured beaches to the pressed uniforms <clears throat> dark academia of jill newman and her friends <laughs> but as jill found out three years ago nothing is as it seems freshman year jill's best friend the brilliant dazzling shayla arnold was killed by her boyfriend after that dark night on the beach graham confessed the case was closed and jill tried to move on now it's jill's senior year and she's determined to make it her best after all she's a senior and a player a member of gold coast press exclusive not so secret secret society senior players have the best parties the highest grades and the admiration of the entire school this is going to be jill's year she's sure of it but when jill starts getting texts proclaiming graham's innocence her dreams of the perfect senior year start to crumble if graham didn't kill shayla who did jill vows to found out but digging deeper means putting her friendships and her future in jeopardy like it sounds so good the premise look at the, look at the i know the cover has like the um oh there's a word for the type of tart friendships gold chain necklaces yeah the best forever gold chain necklaces but you know that fabric it's like slick flannel and it's dark it's green and blue the black watch the black watch fabric that's what it's called wow i love that um, i love that you know that <laughs> It's a plaid skirt with gold necklaces. Like yeah, it's like a plaid skirt with the gold necklaces. Like they wish they were as, and it, it like blood just dripped along it. Yeah, splattered all over the necklaces, and the premise sounds good. Although I was reading on um, Goodreads, and this is going to say a lot about who I am, but it—I don't think there's any romance in the book. 
It's fine. Honestly, when I was reading A Good Girl's Guide to Murder and there was romance in there, I was like, this is unnecessary. She has a mystery to solve. Like, that's true, that. honestly. So I feel like when if the if the mystery is good enough, I don't care if it's good enough. Yeah. Like if I'm that's like good. Nancy Drew. Yeah. Right. You know I mean, she had Ned, that? but like that wasn't really, you know. But Ned's just like a supportive helper man. And he is. And then he kisses her on the head. He's yep. like, I love you. He's this like, here's what you need help with my babe he's like i will drive you there and then i will be unimportant to the plot for the rest of the book <laughs> i'm gonna pick you up for our date and then you're gonna have to find out that you have to go to scotland oh no well literally literally later. if you ever play the games it's like that like the opening scene is like she's talking to ned and she's like oh no ned i just got a call i have to drive out to germany to go to this haunted castle and he's like oh well i understand nancy you got to do what you got to do to help these people and she's like <laughs> okay bye and i'm like mm, that's it that's it for ned <laughs> But they're still dating. <laughs> they're still dating. <laughs> I, there might be a point where you're like this week or this month where like, you'll be like, I haven't heard from Celine in four days. And I'm like, I just read 14 Nancy Drew books. Like I Probably. love it so much. So um, yeah, your turn. Yeah. Well, that book sounds super good and I'm really excited to read it. I have to talk about, um, a book that I read years ago that I've brought up previously, but that fits this like aesthetic pretty well. And that's oh Anna Dressed in Blood. Oh yeah. Um, it's not, okay. I'll just read the back page cover and then we can talk more about it. No Cass Lowood has inherited an unusual vocation. He kills the dead. So did his father before him until he was gruesomely murdered by a ghost he sought to kill. Now armed with his father's mysterious and deadly Athame, Cass travels the country with his kitchen witch mother and their spirit-sniffing cat. They follow legends and local lore, destroying the murderous dead and keep pesky things like the future and friends at bay. Searching for a ghost at locals, searching for a ghost the locals call Anna dressed in blood, Cass expects the usual. Track, hunt, kill. What he finds instead is a girl entangled in curses and a rage. Sorry, I have to redo that. What he finds instead is a girl entailed in curses and rage, a ghost like he's never faced before. She still wears the dress she wore on the day of her brutal murder in 1958, once white, now stained red and dripping with blood. Since her death, Anna has killed any and every person who has dared to step into the deserted Victorian she used to call home, yet she spares Cass's life. Okay, this book, the premise, like, seems kind of weird because there's definitely, like, a lot going on here but I remember the opening scene in this book and it totally has homage to like supernatural Cass is in this car and he is driving down this road and there's a girl next to him you don't you know he's just talking and he's like and that's when I pull out my knife and stab her in the heart and then you realize like then and there that she's a ghost and he's like what his mission is because he's like trying to get these murderous ghosts um what I really love about this book is so he he goes to new school there and he meets a bunch of friends but the relationship that he has to like form between Anna and Cass is like just so such a fun dynamic I'd never had anything like it before and yeah I mean Anna is a bad a she has like she comes for everyone she obviously she's going through a lot and throughout the book you uncover you know all the horrible things that have happened to her but it's definitely a fun book and I just found out there's a sequel that I never read so now I will be getting the sequel and reading it do it do it I have to Oh, and she wrote Three Dark Crowns? Yes. Okay. I was also going to say that. The author wrote the series Three Dark Crowns, which I have been wanting to read forever. 
that is the dark like that book is so dark it's almost completely black like when I visualize her world it is thick in darkness does yeah. that make sense oh like, yeah it's so thick that like you can like it is so twisted and dark and scary and not scary but like I don't even understand some of the plots because sometimes they take place mentally like does that make sense like in a dark corner yeah. or something and I'm like I don't even know but where are they you know what I mean like yeah oh my gosh. So it's a really good ride. I will say I had never finished the series because I got into it the first like two books and mm. I waited for the second one to come out. And then I was like, oh, okay. So everyone, everyone is evil. Okay. Okay. This isn't yeah. okay. Should we, I can read the back page of the three dark crowns really quick. No girl. Just like give a, it is not dark academia. It's just no, dark. It's not, it's just straight up dark. Okay, when kingdom come, there will be one. In every generation on the island of Fenburn, a set of triplets is born. Three queens, all equal heirs to the crown, and each possessors of a coveted magic. Marabella is a fierce elemental, able to spark hungry flames or vicious storms with a snap of her fingers. Catherine is a poisoner, one who can ingest the deadliest poisons without so much as a stomach ache. Arsinoe is a naturalist. A naturalist is said to have the ability to bloom the reddest rose and control the fiercest of lions. But becoming the queen's crown isn't a solely a matter of royal birth. Each sister has to fight for it, and it's not just a game of win or lose. It's life or death. The night the sisters turn 16, the battle begins. The last queen standing gets the crown. Yeah, dark, dark premise. For sure. Mm. There's so many books from the series, and I, I'm i just blown away. I'm like, wow. It's a good book. It's just dark. Yeah, I know. Like, somebody wrote in the reviews. Let me find it. Um, do you like fantasy? Do you like bad, morally gray woman? Do you want to burn the patriarchy? Do you want to be in the depths of despair? If so, this is the book for you. Anna's like, me, 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 me. that's kind of me. <laughs> I love it. It's great. Okay. Um, we've talked about the inheritance games, but the next book comes out today, September 7th. And so you can now purchase this book. I, we get nothing from it. We wish we could get something from saying okay. that and like sponsor us, but yeah. Um, this is the, so like we had the inheritance games, mm -hmm. which is amazing. And basically if you like went, if you like, what is that movie where the, how the, mm, mm, Chris, you said, the, what is that movie? That, oh, oh, uh, stop, stop it. <laughs> I know Chris Hemsworth is in it. Not Hemsworth. Chris, Chris um, <laughs> and it's like with the nurse America. <laughs> and the detective who is um uh james bond oh my gosh it's like the most popular movie ever <laughs> chris <laughs> evans we have to look it up i'm i'm getting there chris evans movies <laughs> we're so dumb okay it is knives out <laughs> at the same time we're like knives out it's knives out <laughs> it is like basically the same premise if you liked knives out you're gonna absolutely love the inheritance games yes. Amazing. basically a girl mm -hmm. um randomly inherits like billions and billions of dollars from this family in in texas and after the like rich 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 man dies and there's no reason why he left it to her she's never met him in her life and she's like what is happening and she um the rule is that she has to stay in the house with everybody like these four brothers mm -hmm. and then they're like family they're like the mothers and aunts or whatever and then um she has to stay there for a year and of course there's the man loves games and puzzles so he gets very 
excited about it all and she ends up finding like having this quest there's like dead girls and there's crazy stuff and you just don't know who's who and you don't know who's good and there's so many makeouts and there's so many amazing things like it's it's delicious Lynn lives for it it's like a triangle i mean not really all the brothers it's just mainly two yeah but like i ship the ones that she doesn't have romance with i'm like oh i like those guys i know and i'm like wait wait a second i ship the there's like a subplot of like her sister and one of the brothers and i'm like i i love this i'm so into that older brother i'm uh-huh. like he has his yeah brother. he has yeah, his he brother he's probably the murderer it's fine there's no murderer maybe no. i don't know we'll Who see what the- we don't know what happens in the second book but the inheritance games ended with a bombshell and now i would only read the first paragraph Oh yeah, I'll 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 filter out. Okay. And okay. now Avery Grams has to pick up the pieces and find the man who might hold the answers to all of her questions, including why Tobias Hawthorne left his entire fortune to Avery, a virtual stranger, rather than to his own daughters or grandsons. Um, clues pile up, hinting at a deeper connection to the family than she had ever imagined. As the mystery grows and the plot thickens, Grayson and Jameson, two of the two of the enigmatic <laughs> Hawthorne grandsons, continue to pull Avery in different directions. And there are threats lurking around every corner as adversaries emerge who will stop at nothing to see Avery out of the picture by any means necessary. With nonstop action, aspirational <laughs> jet setting, knives out like family intrigue, and billions of dollars i know right billions of dollars hanging about the author and legacy will thrill jennifer barnes fans and new readers like her book series is so good that i bought every single book she ever wrote like i literally am sitting here like <laughs> hi i bought all of them like, you did like, you did she which will bring me really quickly to um two of the books that i got it's called deadly little scandals and little white lies and the covers literally have girls in dresses carrying shovels to bury a body and the other one has like what's the first one the first one's called little white lies okay i'll just read it really quick i don't think this is um dark academia but it is like elite society murder mystery so it says 18 year old auto mechanic sawyer toff did not expect her estranged grandmother to show up at her apartment door and offer her a six-figure contract to participate in debutante season and she definitely never imagined she would accept but when she realizes that immersing herself in her grandmother's society might mean discovering the answer to the biggest mystery of her life, her father's identity, she signs on the dotted line and braces herself for a year of makeovers, big dresses, bigger egos, and a whole lot of bless your heart. Wow, let's try to Kelly. doesn't expect to find his friendship, but as she's drawn into a group of debutantes with scandalous, dangerous secrets of their own, Sawyer quickly discovers that her family isn't the only mainstay of high society with skeletons in their closet. There are people in her grandmother's glittering world who are not as they appear, and no one wants Sawyer poking around her nose in the past. As she navigates the twisted relationships between her new friends and her power, their powerful parents, Sawyer's search for the truth of her own origins is just beginning. Set in the world of debutante balls, grand estates, and rolling green hills, Little White Lies um, combines a charming setting of classic fish out of water story and the sort of layered mystery that only author Jennifer Lynn Barnes can pull off. I got that for $5 on Amazon. Let me just say, I'm very excited. Mm. Okay, that sounds right up your alley. Yeah, so I don't, so I feel like when I think of dark academia, I either think of London, England, or Europe, or I think of like the East. <gasps> oh my gosh. What? I just realized that Jennifer Barnes wrote the series Raised by Wolves. Oh my gosh. Talk about it. I love this book. I don't know if I loved it. I just read it. And like, it was totally in the twilight phase when like werewolves were like super popular. It's about this girl 
who her parents were killed by a rogue wolf. And so the like pack took her in and raised her. And that's like all she's ever known. Um, oh my gosh. She, so, oh my gosh. It's like a forbidden love story with werewolves. And like, she has been trying to convince the pack to be like, she's like, turn me into a wolf, please. Like I can, I don't even remember everything about this series. I just remember the series itself. I cannot believe that's so funny. I did put this in my red pile because- that has to go on the list. It has to. <laughs> okay. What's your next book? Go. Okay. Sorry. Tangent aside. <laughs> oh, girl, you are fine. 100%. Um, okay. So the last book on my list that I have is Ninth House by Lee Bardugo, which I feel like everyone has heard about, but I never read it. I've been wanting to read it for a long time. Um, and so it's Galaxy Alex Stern is the most unlikely member of Yale's freshman class. Raised in the Los Angeles hinterlands by a hippie mom, Alex dropped out of school early and onto and into a world of shaded drug dealer boyfriends, dead-end jobs, and much, much worse. By age 20, in fact, she is the sole survivor of, of a horrific, unsolved, multiple homicide. Some might say she's thrown her life away, but at her hospital bed, Alex is offered a second chance to attend one of the world's most elite universities on a full ride. What's the, ca- what's the catch and why her? Still searching for answers as to this herself, Alex arrives in New Haven, tasked by her mysterious benefactors with monitoring the activities of Yale's secret societies. These eight windowless tombs are well known to be haunts of the future rich and powerful, from high-ranking politicos and Wall Street to Wall Street and Hollywood's biggest players, but their occult activities are revealed to be more sinister and more extraordinary than any paranoid imagination might conceive. So I'm like, literally the the definition of dark academia. Literally. Yale. An era. That's fine. Yep. Also, um, I research Gilmore Girls every single year. <laughs> it has to happen in the fall. It does. No other time can be. So I, I do get that. Um, this definitely isn't a YA book. I don't think that there's any like romance in here. So like I'm not worried about stuff like that. I think there's a lot of dark themes to it though. I would never want like a 12 year old. Because I remember like yeah. I'm glad that they have YA ratings because here's the deal. When I was like 11 and 10 or in 12, I was reading YA novels because that's what my read was. And so I can't imagine as a 12 year old, like mm-hmm. reading some books that are like labeled in YA. And I'm like, I'm grateful. I'm like, give us new adult, give us adult because you know, yeah. there's, there mm-hmm. are games that are like more mature. This book there. definitely, like a lot of the reviews say that it's very like centered around trauma, like PTSD healing like this book is for victims kind of oh, like getting yeah. a piece of yourself back just like themes like that so maybe like trigger warning for that possibly but also I've heard it's very slow paced like a lot slower paced than you would get from you know other like than her YA fantasy series you know so that makes sense but it sounds fascinating mm-hmm. okay I'm gonna read you the book that you got for me for our blind book. Yes, we both got each other like books that each other. I can grab mine really quick. I because I think that could be dark academy vibes too. Oh, okay. Um, so I've got Gillian Shields Immortal, and I'm going to just read it while Anna is grabbing the book. Welcome to Wildcliff, the place that haunts my present, my past, and my future. Wildcliff Abbey School for Young Ladies is elite, expensive, and unwelcoming. When Evie Johnson is torn from her home near the sea to become the newest scholarship student, strict teachers, snobbish students, and the oppressive atmosphere of Wildcliff leave her drowning in loneliness. Evie's only lifeline is Sebastian, a mysterious and attractive young man she meets Mm -hmm. by choice. 
As Evie's feelings for Sebastian blaze with each secret meeting, she begins to fear that he is hiding something about his past. And she's haunted by glimpses of a strange, ghostly girl, a go girl who is so eerily like Evie, she could be a sister. Evie is slowly drawn into a tangled web of past and present that she cannot control. As the extraordinary elemental forces of Wildcliff rise up like the mighty sea, Evie is faced with an astounding truth about Sebastian and her own incredible fate. So you've read this? I read this, but here's the thing. I read it when it first came out in 2009. And the book feels like it came out in 2009, you know, like, you know, when you read reviews and it's like, have you read any YA fantasy book ever? Well, that's what this is. Like there, it might not be groundbreakingly new things, but I do remember really liking it. Oh, I love it. So someone wrote, this is such a wonderful story and so captivating. I bought and read this book about three years ago. This was also written in 2013, which was 10 years ago or mm -hmm. eight years ago. So they, she read it 12 years yeah. ago. The year it came out. I had no idea it was going to be part of a series, but this year I got back into reading or the second and third book online. So I read this book and loved it again. I feel like I want to be Evie's friend and help her. It's a haunting tale, a paranormal romance. It's mysterious and suspenseful. It also has magic. There are mean girls, the queen bee, who's nothing but mean to everyone. I love how the book goes back and forth from the present to the past. And that is how some characters are described. So I thought that was interesting. Um, so yeah, I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be a freaking blast to read. Yeah, I like it was, I mean, maybe groundbreaking for when it first came out because the reveal was really fun and interesting and what was happening. And mm -hmm. yeah, I really liked it. Um, I can talk about the book. So this is the book Celine picked out for me. It's called Murder, Magic, and What We Wore. Go. Does anything sound more Celine? Okay. I know, I have a ton. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never be over it. Never. The year is 1818. The city is London and our heroine, 16 year old Annis Whitworth has just learned that her father is dead and all his money is- Oh, what's her name? What's her name? Annis. Close. Oh, Anise? 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 I don't know. Oh, we're, going, we're calling her Anna at the moment. <laughs> oh, oh, all right, I'll call her Anna. Anna <laughs> always suspected that her father was a spy. So following in his footsteps to unmask his killer makes perfect, se perfect sense. Alas, it does not make sense to England's current spy masters, not even when Anna reveals that she has the rare magical ability to sew glamours, garments that can disguise their wearer completely. Well, if the spies are too pig-headed to take on a young woman of quality, then Anna will take them on. She'll follow the clues her father left behind and discover what befell him. She'll prove she can sew an impenetrable disguise. She'll earn a living without stopping to become a shutter governess. It can't be any harder than navigating the London social season, can it? I'm like, could you ask for anything more, Celine? Honestly, the book sounds really fascinating. I didn't realize that she could sew, like, mm -hmm. stuff that to make her invisible. So I'm sure that's got to have a deeper storyline. Because he'd be so judgy about anything sewing. It's going to be so cute. Me? <laughs> yes. I love that for you. I'm sure the author did her research. Anna watches a lot of historical um, sewing YouTube channels. I just want you all to know. I weirdly do. I don't know. They're soothing and they're fun. And I know that I could never uh, do it, you know, like create huge dresses and ball gowns. Like there's one girl who does it the like historical accurate way. Mm -hmm. And it's, oof, yeah, it's work. It's a lot of work. I just don't know. Okay. I'm going to quickly read a couple of the book series that I recommend that I'm not going to talk about. And then you want to, I'll end with deadly education. Okay. Okay, so first off, um, in terms of books that I'm not going to discuss, but I think that they are awesome. So Allie Carter's I Tell You I Love You, But Then I Have to Kill You. It's the Galligan Girl series, like spy series. Mm -hmm. And it's basically Hogwarts, but for spies. It's a younger 
audience but then she matures just like how harry does Mm -hmm. um but it's it like 100 she's in the plaid skirt uniforms and she's solving she's a spy it's so fun it's amazing there's romance in there's it like, there's like all- i remember in the first book there's a scene when they're like getting a visitor and they're like crap like everything put on lockdown and she has to like walk him around to distract him well like they like change all the cases from like spy master <laughs> stuff to like it, it's fun it's such a fun book gosh i want to meet ali carter i think she's so cool <laughs> um the beautiful is a really great series i talked about it in another episode um discovery of witches we've talked about it in another episode i haven't read it yet but I actually started reading it and it was just like, I couldn't. It was a little slow for me too. I I haven't finished reading it either. But it is like the definition of dark academia. Mm-hmm. I think she's like a college professor or. She, she is, or she's like a assistant. She's like a teacher's assistant or something. She's really smart and amazing. And she's a witch mm-hmm. and there's a vampire witch love romance, but it's like, they're older. Like they're, she's like, oh no, Anna, they're, they're like our age. No, I remember. Like, I specifically, older, rem- and I'm like, oh I my gosh, I remember her being like 30 or something, right? Anna, we're 26. <laughs> we're, we're on that. Like, wow. I have to look up right now. So I mean, like, wow, she's so much. Older. And I'm like, oh no. <laughs> Can we just? I want to read about 20 year olds' problems. Okay, actually, I don't. I don't want to be in the headspace of a 20 year old. I don't. No. I don't want to be there anymore. No. Ooh. Um. And then I want to talk about two books that can give you your own dark academia experience. So these are not plot-driven books. This one is called Escape Room Puzzles. It's by James Hammer Morton. And he creates these escape room books. And Anna and I have actually done mm-hmm. one of these. They're super fun. Like a friend date. I wish that you guys could see like what I'm doing. But it has 10 escape rooms. And each of them take about an hour to an hour and a half to do. If you're smarter than me and do it in less than an hour and a half, good job. I didn't. It's literally $13. I think it was $8 on Amazon. And it's amazing. And it's such a fun date night. Tanner and I do them. And I just feel like if you love solving mysteries in real life or in books, like yeah. doing this room is really cool. You can dress like Blair Waldorf and invite people over and you can go have an, an academia experience. I yeah. also really want to get the Hunt a Killer subscription box and solve murders. Same. For our dates. That would be so fun. We should. Okay. The second, um, like dark academia experience book is the Sherlock Holmes Museum Mind Palace puzzles. When I was in London, I went to the Sherlock Holmes Museum and I bought a book and it's amazing. And then they came out with other ones. And this one is, um, it's just a bunch of like puzzles with gorgeous paintings and there's teasers and stuff. Sometimes yeah, Celine like- posts them on our stories a lot, like on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, I'll post like little stories and stuff with the teasers and stuff. And then it's just like a fun way to like mentally be there. So if you want your brain to be smart, then I would recommend those. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think that's it. And then I heard that Deadly Education is adult magic school. What? So, and it's dark academia. In fact, the author said, um, the can't miss fantasy of fall 2020, a brutal coming of power story steeped in the aesthetics of dark academia. A deadly education will cement Naomi Novik's place as the greatest and most versatile fantasy writers of our time. What? We'll read the back page. It doesn't make, it's not like a plot one. It's just like the, uh, so I just am like, people are just saying the dark school of magic I've been waiting for, um, the story of an unwilling dark sorceress who's destined. Oh my gosh, to- we've talked about this before. No, we did. We talked about it during our Patreon game night. 
Yeah, 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 that's right. He recommended it to us. And then Jessica read it and she was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. So I feel like this is on my list. I think I ordered it already. So well, yeah, here's what, here's what Goodreads says about it. Um, lesson one of the Scholomance. Learning has never been this deadly. Um, a deadly education is set at a Scholomance, a school for the magically gifted where failure means certain death for real until one girl L begins to unlock its many secrets. There are no teachers, no holidays, and no friendships, save strategic ones. Survival is more important than any letter grade, for the school won't allow its students to leave until they graduate or die. The rules are deceptively simple. Don't walk the halls alone and beware of the monsters who lurk everywhere. Elle is uniquely prepared for the school's dangers. She may be without allies, but she possesses a dark power strong enough to level mountains and wipe out millions. It would be easy enough for Elle to defeat the monsters that prowl the school. The problem, her powerful dark magic might also kill all the other students. Wow. Yeah, it sounds fascinating. Literally the definition of dark academia. Anna, this is your entrance back into fantasy. I'm calling it. It is. The book that you're reading to get yourself back into fantasy. Oh, I'm already in fantasy. I'm like, a lot of the the recommendations are not fantasy, so I might go, like, dip my toe out of fantasy. So I just read The Kingdom of the Wicked, which I'm... Yes. Love so much. I hope it does. You need to read it. I'm having a good mail day. I'm just saying. You are. I'm so jealous that I'm going to have to go to Barnes and Nobles and buy all these books. This is the problem with the fact, like, I don't pre-order because I'm like, eh, I don't want to spend money and then not, like, get the thing that I just spent the money on. But then you get to have the books delivered day of to your house. Yeah, I was just on Amazon and I was like, pre-order. Like, like Legacy that just came out today with Adrian Young. I pre-ordered that one and now I have it. Yep. And now I have to go to the bookstore to get it because you know I'm going to support her. We love her. Adrian, we love you. We love you so much. I have to go to the bookstore today. I have to. You have to. It's your yeah. actual job now. Yeah. Oh, oh no. I'm going to be Jalen. I'm going to be like, Jalen, I have to go to the bookstore. It's my job. And he's, he's just slowly dying on the couch. And I'm like, I'm sorry. It's my job. I have to. <laughs> you have to. You need to leave Lincoln with like your mom. <laughs> Oh, I called my mom and she picked up and she's like, hello. And I was like, I was like, are you sick? And she's like, I think I'm just tired. Like, I think she had just woken up, but I was like, oh my gosh. Is Linnell alive? Linnell is sick too. Everybody is like, I'm telling you, literally all my family. I hope that we're not the cause of it. I would feel kind of bad, but. I'm just going to like not make eye contact. (laughs) (laughs) You got sick after we hung out, and I was like, was that me? It wasn't me. Was that me? Am I the drama? I don't think it's me. I don't think I'm the villain. (laughs) On that note, we hope you enjoyed all of these Dark Academia books. Yeah. Let us know if you've read them or if you're going to read them. We can read them together. We're excited for fall, if you can't tell. I know our merch, by the time you listen to this episode, our merch will have already launched and will be mm-hmm. like it'll be one day left but we are so excited about this fall launch it's yes. so fun it's so fun <sighs> well, we love you guys love them we love you we'll see you next week bye, bye.